Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Okay, well, welcome back, everybody. This is uh, episode 70 of Bitcoin Roundtable. Hey, you got it right this time. I did. And we have the pleasure of having Sarah, who is a crypto enthusiast, on with us tonight. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Bitcoin Roundtable. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me around. Oh, great. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Well, let's just start off by you telling our audience uh, what it is you do. I believe you're in England. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that's correct. I am based in England, um, and that's basically where I tweet and have been recording the videos from. So um, I'm on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, Twitter, it's me, Olkin Sarah. I basically tweet whatever comes to my head, and sometimes my thoughts are really weird. <laughs> um, I try to tweet as it goes along, but over the last couple of days, I've sort of lost it with tweeting, as I am so excited with Bitcoin and the recent... Um, progress that the markets have been making that I just can't help myself, honestly. Um, and when it comes to YouTube, it's all Compass Ladies. If you guys want to check it out, I had a break for personal reasons for making videos, but I think I'll be back. I think I'll be back soon. So, yeah, that's about me, as short as I can say. <laughs> Perfect. It sounds like you're uh, very active online, social media and stuff like that. You know what? Tell, tell us a little bit what the uh, landscape's like as far as uh, cryptocurrency where you're over there in England. I'd say it's very... If someone is into crypto, they for the technical reasons rather than to make money. Um, whenever I attend conferences, you're either really into it and you've got your mining rig, you do a TA on a daily basis and you pretty much are in crypto full-time, or you're an absolute beginner and you have no idea and you just want to learn from people. And I've been to events where I've given like a discussion or like a talk basically and people actually ended up buying Bitcoin. And so that was like the best feeling ever when I got a notification because I gave them the Coinbase you know, referral link. Yeah. You can take a chance whenever you see, I guess. And I got a notification that they actually purchased some. So that was quite, quite a nice feeling. but. Yeah, so that's basically the feeling. It's very techy, it's very focused, and people are really, really willing to develop the space. Okay, so you're kind of, I guess, uh, in some ways, your part of your hobby is exposing and advertising, exposing people to Bitcoin, telling them what it's about. Like, I'm, I'm curious if you, you mentioned cryptocurrency. Are you involved in, like... Um, you know, the other cryptos like Ether or Tron or anything like that, or are you pretty much focused on Bitcoin? So it all started off with me investing in mid-2017, and I invested into Bitcoin, then I found about all coins, and in December 2017, I went absolutely mad for all coins. Like, oh my God, I think I had like 40 different coins, and I'm not even joking. Oh, you and too, huh? And the crash happened, <laughs> and I still have some of them, and I've got some absolute shit coins. Yeah. <laughs> but if I am putting money into the market right now, I put it into Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, Bitcoin is obviously the king of the cryptocurrencies. And I think that Ethereum is the king of the smart contracts. And they both cooperate and they'll be the only ones that will, that I'm 100% sure that will survive no matter what. Really? So even if I threw EOS at you and Tron, you are quite certain about Ethereum? Yeah, yeah, I would. Tron is started off really great, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I don't even know how Justin Soon does it, but he just seems to get people. And it's sort of like a massive community, almost like a religion when it comes to Tron. 
Yeah. With EOS, uh, with EOS, my only issue is I was disappointed with how they started. They raised four billion for the ICO, and they didn't manage to deliver at the start. They're doing much better now, and that's fair enough. But I think there wouldn't be cryptocurrency without Bitcoin, and there wouldn't be smart contracts without Ethereum, and that sort of that gives for me a massive, massive respect to those um, coins, to those assets. And I don't think that'll ever change. I even tweeted the other day that I don't classify. It feels weird, actually, to call Ethereum an altcoin. It is, but it just feels weird in my head to call it an altcoin. That's all. Right, because in some way, informally, you're kind of bulking it together with a lot of uh, altcoins and maybe not so good altcoins, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And all coins, shit coins, there's not much of a difference sometimes, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, I discovered that about a year ago. Uh, I had quite a few cryptos and, oh my God. What are they worth today? Oh, it was it was just so relentless, the, the pain, but I'm, I'm pretty much over it now. Uh, aside from the Quadriga scandal where I lost a Bitcoin, but... Uh, you know, stupid me keeping it on an exchange, right? Yeah, everyone does that mistake, I guess. And I think until you actually get lose some money from the exchange, you will not stop keeping it on the exchange, which basically makes me admit that I do have some coins on the exchange. And this is purely because I think I would have, my phone would be full of different wallets for different coins. As I said, I've got many of them. And sometimes I, I don't even remember having some of the coins. Let's put it this way. That's how much I care about some of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm the same way. I I was at, I had a DNA coin of some sort for some reason. I put some serious <laughs> money into that. <laughs> like, you know, at Uh-oh. the end of the day, you look at it and you're going, what the hell was I thinking, you know? But, oh, there you go. And I, th- I think you make a very interesting point where you say, you know, until you lose some crypto, you really... Uh, you don't think about how you're going to secure it. Mm. Well, you have trust I mean, in this, the exchange, right? I mean, it sounds so legit, and all of a sudden, boom, it's just... Yeah, it, I... It just Mount Gox, you know? like I had total trust in mm. the exchange. I was very <laughs> surprised. <laughs> oh, well, I guess there's no government to save you when it comes to that in Bitcoin, right? So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. So... Question for you. Bitcoin's been quite bullish over the last couple of weeks. Would you have predicted this? I believe Bitcoin's at about 7,800 US right now. Where are your thoughts on that? So I don't do any price predictions or anything because I don't do a TA. So I think it's a bit um, hypocritical of me. However, reading and exploring all of the improvements and all the masses entering i mean we've got backs that's about to be confirmed we've got fidelity we've got gossips about uh, amazon we've got samsung phone on with a blockchain built in the the adoption is happening and i honestly it doesn't surprise me that it's happening i mean if all those news were coming up when the market was at its peak the price of bitcoin would have been probably even higher than it was back then with all those news right now so from that perspective it doesn't surprise me there's also a lot of people talking about the bitcoin halving and how it had an impact around a year and a half before the halving is to be expected we are around a year far away from it and that's just something that has happened in the past i mean obviously if something happened in the past doesn't mean that it's going to happen again uh but that's, that's my take on it uh i was expecting it to happen uh for the summer um because of the halving situation um 
But it's just all the news, all the following, all the development. I mean, we've got Lightning Network that's constantly trying to improve and overcome the difficulties that Bitcoin is having. And so it's not really surprising to me. I knew it's going to happen. I just didn't know exactly when. Right. That's basically the answer. Right, right. You know, it was um, surprising to me. Who did we talk to that was... There was a fellow we interviewed from the Lightning a Network a couple months ago. No, it was a YouTube guy. He has uh, some type of a program that checks out the frequency uh, and uh, oh, yes. of the mentioning of Bitcoin on social media. And he, uh, uh. you know, and right when it was down near the low, I guess 3,300, 3,400, he was saying that his algorithms were telling him that it, uh, it was really becoming a hot topic even then and yeah. it, you know and that kind of threw me back because i mean the, you know it was all down and maybe not yeah. despair but everyone knew it was bitcoin was pretty much priced quite low there was a lot of people that were holding and finally selling you know the weekends i guess you know i guess in the where where the despair was the deepest he was a um, it was interesting to to hear some of the the light he shed on it saying that he was actually really quite bullish on it i guess uh Bad on me for not picking up more than. <laughs> yeah, when it was down at three. Yeah. What's the experience in uh, in the UK regarding transactions? Are you actively involved in um, some of the strategies that you know the Bitcoin Reddit? There's quite a few fellows that you know in their local area. They kind of go into supermarkets and talk to mm. the managers and try to basically live their lives just spending Bitcoin, but. Is that an experience for you, or are you pretty much where we are at and just kind of hold and hold and wait? Uh, from what I know, it's more of a holding situation right now. I mean, there are merchants in UK who do accept Bitcoin, and that's probably the best way to help it out grow. However, I personally just huddle it. Yeah, yeah. I'm huddling for a while. Um, so, so yeah, that's basically my answer. I don't know anyone who's bought anything significant with Bitcoin. I'm not talking about some little spendings in a cafe in Prague, because there is a, a cafe in Prague that only accepts Bitcoin, for example, which is, I don't yes. know if it's just Bitcoin or just cryptocurrency, uh, but there is, in Prague, you can find a, a cafe that does that. And there is places where only accept crypto, so the, it is getting adopted. However, I don't know anyone who would like buy a house or a car Right. or any sort of uh, expenditure that'll be that big basically in regarding laws in england is it much the same as it is in north america where if you if for example i spend bitcoin and i purchase something with it <laughs> to be tax legally tax uh, reporting friendly i am required to um, declare the value of the transaction and then also disclose the the price i bought it at and yep. then pay tax on the the profit is is it much the same in uh, in england or is it is the tax issue less of a concern i hope not because <laughs> i've not been declaring tax against any purchases or any sort of exchanges even for fiat when it comes to crypto but there is there is some uh, taxation rules and it's obviously uh, it, i think it happens when you actually take profits so not because I know that in Poland, for example, there was an idea of actually making taxation on every sort of a gain you made. So let's say you do a, you're a trader, so you'd be taxed on your daily trades or something like that. There was yeah. an idea of that, but it was a massive protest against it. Mm -hmm. um, but in England, it's just from the purchases and from any sort of a 
exchange from crypto to fiat that you'll be taxed on, basically. Okay, so right. a taxable event. If you are in England and you want to go and purchase Bitcoin, you know, through one of the exchanges. I know here in uh, Canada, it's we got to jump through a lot of hoops as far as our banks allowing us to move money into cryptos, and an awful lot of them won't even do it. What are the banks saying over there? I've had no problems. The only problem I've had was actually with PayPal, and they sort of blocked my account. Not blocked, but didn't allow me to make any use of it uh, for a while because it detected me buying currencies with it, cryptocurrencies. So because of that reason, my PayPal has been suspended for a little bit. Uh, but banks are okay. I mean, I, I've got Lloyds Bank. I don't know if you guys know it. Um, yeah. I use that and it's absolutely fine. So they've got no obligations against it, no problems with that so far. Well, that sounds great. Um, I envy you. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it was that easy over here. Well, well, to give you an idea for us, if you want to buy Bitcoin outside of using localbitcoins.com and meeting somebody and paying for cash uh, to, to um, send money through your bank to an exchange, um, see, there is a significant chance they will close down your bank account. Yep. And Wow, really? Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, in most, I, I would say five, five out of the six major banks. Five out of the six major banks will do that. And they also say that if you want to do that, Open a new bank account so that when they, if they'd close it, then you're not basically uh, bankless, which uh, has happened to people. <laughs> yeah, it, it's quite different. It's quite a different scenario to hear you to hear you talk about it in, in your uh, locality. It's maybe not friendly, but not punitive, or perhaps you know by law they're not allowed to be as punitive as they they are here, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I've been using Coinbase for months. I know it's the easiest getaway for, for me, um, and it's just quick. And I've never had any problems with that, only with PayPal. But yeah. No, not a single bank that I had been. And my partner, he's got a bank with Monzo, Revolut, and Santander, and he also had no problems using any of the cards. So I'm, I'm really surprised, because like I said, I thought Canada was like, really, go blockchain, go crypto, decentralize it. We, we are, but the banks aren't. And, ah, surprise then. <laughs> and the banks are definitely punishing you, which um, you know it was a it was it is a cause for concern. It was, but maybe less so now. But um, it's it's quite interesting how it got such a cool reception. But um, I also heard you mention Amazon, and I don't know. Maybe you can fill me in on the news about Amazon and Bitcoin because you mentioned that along with backed and and such things. Yeah. So the other day. Um... I've read some headline on Cointelegraph or one of those basically uh, big websites that Whole Foods just basically announced that they are going to start accepting Bitcoin. I heard that too. Obviously, Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. Right. So adoption is happening. Okay. And Amazon is really interested in it. And they're not doing it directly, uh, but through their little companies that they own and Whole Foods is one of the examples that I exactly meant that was that was basically what I meant by saying Amazon uh, maybe that was the wrong way of saying it but if Amazon owns it then Amazon makes the decisions at the end of the day no yeah. absolutely I'm, so, yeah. I'm just slow to <laughs> I'm just a bit slow well, I didn't figure it out <laughs> I read the uh, I read the same thing on Reddit and uh, I was you know I don't know if whether or not it's just Whole Foods in the US or whether it's worldwide is your Whole Foods in England no. no. So I think they're just in Canada and the U.S. then. I've never mm. seen them up here. 
but still though, it's a massive market. Oh yeah, a huge market. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Wow. Well, I mean, they might use that as a lead into Amazon, right? Which I mean would be a natural. What a step forward for adoption. Ah, what's you know? in my vocabulary? Today? I, I don't know. Speak. You can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all right. We got an editor. Okay, so, uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to tell us about? Any news you want to talk to our listeners about? I mean, I'm sure some of our listeners... Um, well, they'd like to know how to follow you. Um, many of our listeners don't have Bitcoin. So yeah. we're, we're always trying to convince them to buy some, although not not so we can oh, be yeah, sued buy for Bitcoin. it. Buy <laughs> Bitcoin, definitely. It's the best thing to buy ever. Honestly, it'll pay off. It is down, but I think people got the wrong attitude when it comes to it. God, I sound like such a Bitcoin maximalist right now. <laughs> anyway, so people look at it the wrong way. Bitcoin didn't go down from 20K to 3.2. It actually went from zero to 3.2 to currently being at 8,000 or 7.8, whatever it is at this moment of time. People wanted to change their attitude. It went from a concept to actually the Genesis block to being a value of 7,000 and becoming a store of value. People wanted to change the way they think about it. It's a bubble, because it's not. That's, that's then, it's a great way to look at it, Sarah. There wouldn't be so much regulation if it was a bubble. I mean, come on, let's be serious. You wouldn't be so concerned with the governments, the banks wouldn't be so against it if it was just a dumb idea that's gonna go away. Yes. So I think that's that's the best the first thing that people should change. Then you just need to honestly. I know people always say that, but it's very important to do your own research and actually understand the concept. It's not as complicated as it actually sounds. Um, I mean, it's, there are different ways you can explain it, and I always think that it's important to explain in the simplest way. And it's just the future. Everything is changing. Everything is becoming digital. So I think it's quite normal for the currencies, for the cash payments to become digital as well and just become a peer-to-peer sort of a system. So that's basically why I think everyone should own Bitcoin because at the end of the day, the supply is limited. Uh, There are millions of Bitcoin lost forever. I mean, there is some PC somewhere in the middle of some trash uh, place uh, with them. I forgot the word for the trash place, sorry. At the tip, like two billion Bitcoin just being lost forever. Yeah. So I think even saying that the Bitcoin supply is at 21 million is actually incorrect yes. because that is the maximum supply. But the actual supply available right now that will be ever in circulation if it was to be all, all it's around probably 70 million. And that's I've said it many times that I think that. And people often react to it and be like, oh, what do you mean? But I don't want to explain it like the way I just did. It makes a little bit more sense. Yes. No, and we completely agree with you on that one. We've often. We've talked about this in other podcasts that uh, mm-hmm. we think there's about 17 million. Yeah, there was a couple studies done. Yeah. It, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel that. Uh, how, how did it ever work out for the fellow who um, lost his hard drive in the um, in the trash? I think, I, I think he's from England, isn't he? I think he lost everything, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he is from Europe. I don't know if he's from England, but I'm pretty sure he's from, he's from Europe. Uh, I don't think he ever found it. Yeah. I remember wanting to do an interview with him. Oh, but man. then I don't remember why I haven't done it because it was his name was became official who he was. Um, but yeah, I don't think he ever got it back. It's such I a mean, such a painful loss. Having that much Bitcoin, just not being able to accept it, like use it or even access it. Yeah. What a way. What a what pain. Yeah, it's really too bad when you look at it. But uh, just 
goes to show that you you know you've got to put it in a wallet and you've got to secure it properly yeah but even then right like you know five how many years ago like you know when for bitcoin first came out right like people were putting them in wallets that you know as of today are no longer functional or right you know like there was there's been some bitcoin loss just partly due to that you know and mm-hmm. then like you say hard drive failures and such and uh, it just adds up we would uh, love to thank you for coming on our show tonight if you could tell our listeners how they can follow you that would be great yes yeah, so thank you guys for having me it was absolutely awesome i always enjoy being part of a new podcast because i get to know more people in crypto there's <laughs> too many friends in crypto that's what i think and um, so for everyone who doesn't know me i am sarah you can find me on twitter at Allcoin Sarah, like Alternative Coin Sarah, basically. On YouTube, it's Allcoin Bust Ladies. We are part of the Allcoin Bust, the massive channel. And we basically create a separate one where the girls create content for a different guy, for everyone, basically. And it's just me right now. But it's basically Twitter and Instagram, as well as Telegram. It's Allcoin Sarah. And YouTube, it's Allcoin Bust Ladies. So that's about me. Thank you. Yeah, that's great, wonderful. Great. We'll get uh, Levy to put that on our uh podcast yep. site and sure. we'll go from there but thank you so much sarah for your time i appreciate it i know it's late in england and just wanted to say thanks no worries guys it was an absolute pleasure and i'll be more than happy to do it again with you because <laughs> it was fantastic uh thank you sarah have a good, good night thank you bye-bye bye-bye bye bitcoin roundtable random musings and interviews about bitcoin <laughs>